Good morning. Happy Friday. Hey, if you're on here, say hello, because I love to know who it is that I'm talking to. You guys, what a week. This week has been absolutely crazy. For those of you that live around here, you know what I'm talking about. This um, storm that came through on uh, Wednesday. Wow. That was really incredible. It was powerful. The winds were blowing like crazy. And, you know, the weather in Kansas is um, prone to be nuts anyway. And um, this was this was definitely that. It was um, crazy. But for December, that was a little off. I've lived here my entire life and have never experienced anything quite like that. In December, we could have ice storms. We could have snowstorms. But tornadoes? That's odd. And I think that we can um, just lean into the spirit realm and, and understand that there are things happening. There are things happening all around us. And um, there, there is a real fight going on in the spirit realm. But remember that we do not fight against flesh and blood, right? That's not what we do. And, and our war is, is worship. And so I want to, I want to use that as a springboard and talk about how we war. How how is it that that we um, find our peace in the middle of the storms? I honestly didn't have any idea which direction I was going to go this morning, but that feels like a, a good direction, and um, and I think that we'll we'll run with that. Um, so. When you're in the middle of a storm, how do you find your peace? I think that it's really a fair question and an important question that we look at because if we don't know what we're doing or if we're not ready, then we won't stand our ground. We won't know how. And and for some, maybe it's just a refresher. For me, this is going to be a refresher to actually walk through. Angie, what does it look like for you? to stand your ground in the middle of a a storm. And um, first of all, I I want us to understand that peace is important. It's really important that we keep our eyes on peace, that we're familiar with peace because God comes packaged in peace, wrapped in peace. And um, any old thing we could allow in if we don't understand what he feels like, right? It's really important, first and foremost, that we know what the presence of God feels like. Do you know what his presence feels like? And I'm not talking about being in a corporate worship setting where the room fills with his presence. That's not what I'm talking about. Now, I'm not saying that you can't experience that on your own, because certainly you can, and even more powerful, but that's different, or it feels different to me anyway. Good morning, Tiffany. Hello, Lisa. Lisa, did I say hi to you yet? I did in my brain. <laughs> Anybody have that going on this week where you're, you're actually completing things in your mind and then not communicating them? Anyone? Anyone? 
I'll give you 10 seconds. Anyway, but that has nothing to do with anything that we're talking about. Or maybe it does, because honestly. So anyway, the most important thing that you could do for yourself is become very familiar with what his presence feels like. If we go to the book of Galatians, and we mentioned this last Friday, you'll remember when I was asking everybody what it is that that um, you're carrying, and then I, I told you that it can't you can't answer with the fruits of the spirit because um, everyone's carrying that. Um, let's go to Galatians chapter five. Hi, mom. That's my mama. Get to see her tomorrow. That's exciting. Um, I, I want to read through this this portion of, of scriptures, Galatians 5.16, and I am reading it out of the Passion Translation, um, at, uh, starting verse 16. As you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. Also really important. For your self-life craves the things that offend the Holy Spirit and hinder him from living free within you. Anybody want Holy Spirit living free within you? Yes. Yes. Can I get a hand raise? Um, And the Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder your old self-life from dominating you. Oh, that's powerful, guys. So then the two incompatible and conflicting forces within you are your self-life and the flesh and the new creation life of the spirit. Fascinating. This is this is absolutely fascinating to me. They are incompatible. Okay, your self-life, your flesh life and the new creation life with Holy Spirit, they're incompatible. Okay, so you actually have to give up everything. You have to give up everything to have the the dynamic life and power of Holy Spirit flowing through you. Verse 18, but when you are brought into the full freedom of the spirit of grace, you will no longer be living under the domination of the law but soaring above it. Now that's interesting, isn't it? That when you are no longer living under the domination of the law, you'll soar above it. See, that's interesting because what we don't commonly keep our eyes fixed on is that we live within realms, right? We live within realms. And and so we actually, the invitation is to live above the space of the law. See, the, the earth is is somewhat dominated by the the letter of the law but we have an invitation to live above it to, and to infiltrate that with the goodness of god making sense keep your eyes fixed on this verse 19 the cravings of the self-life are obvious sexual immorality lustful thoughts pornography chasing out after things instead of God, manipulating others, hatred of those who get in your way, senseless arguments, resentment when others are favored, temper tantrums, angry quarrels, only thinking of yourselves, being in love with your own opinions, being envious of the blessings of others, murder, uncontrolled addictions, wild parties, and all other similar behavior. You got to love how the Passion Translation lays that out because it's like, Ouch, like the Passion Translation is is speaking our language, right? 
whereas you know some of the things listed in something like the King James translation is not really going to be language that we use on a regular basis. Haven't I already warned you that those who use their freedom for these things will not inherit the kingdom realm of God? Now, this is not Paul saying that there's a keep out sign for those who can't overcome sin. That is not what's being said here because Jesus already overcame your sin, right? So that that's, that's a done deal. That will never be an issue. There is no sin consciousness that we are invited into. We're invited into a God consciousness. However, what he is saying is that you will not inherit the kingdom of God here and now. You will not walk in it here and now. That's all he's saying. You will not know ownership of the kingdom of heaven here and now. See, for most of us, we have always considered heaven as a far off place, a, a, a destination that, that we um, are brought into beyond death, right? And that's actually errant. That is not correct. That is not what is actually laid out in scripture. When Jesus came, the kingdom came, right? He brought the kingdom with him and we are, we're invited into all that is available within the kingdom, right? That's all he's saying is that if you continue in these things, you're just not going to experience the full measure that is actually yours. So when Jesus came, as big brother, right? He came as big brother, conquering everything that, that Adam and Eve introduced to the earth, right? Through their fall, through their agreement with a lesser thing. Jesus brought the kingdom with him for all of us to enjoy, right? But these things that he's listing keep us from experiencing what is ours, what is rightfully ours. As those who are in Christ, it is rightfully ours, but mostly we are living outside of that, right? We've been duped, okay? Like it is not for you to experience all these lesser things. That's not, that's not what's yours. What's yours is the kingdom of heaven and all that comes with that. Verse 22 and through 23, this, and this is where you're going to begin to see what is all incorporated in the kingdom realm. It says, but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expression, expressions, joy that overflows, peace that subdues. That's interesting. Patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails. Oh, we could stop there and talk all day gentleness of heart, and strength of spirit. Now, I want you to keep in mind, remember that he said earlier on in this portion of scripture that we can actually soar above all of those lesser things, soar above those laws, right? And he goes on to say, never set the law above these qualities. That's very interesting. Never set the law above these qualities. Let's read through them one more time because I really want us to have a handle on them. It says, but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. Another way that we can read that is the kingdom realm exists of joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, 
gentleness of heart, and strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. Where, where's the end to, to patience? Where's the end to faith? Where's the end to patience? Where's the end to peace? Where's the end to joy? There is none. It's limitless. It's limitless. So if we are not experiencing these things on a regular basis, we have to ask ourselves within which realm am I living in currently? Now, I do understand that we experience all kinds of things, right? We have things that are coming against us. We have difficulties, hardships. But it's actually already said that within this realm, that within this kingdom realm, there is peace that subdues. Hmm. What's it mean to subdue something? Conquered? Yeah. The peace of God actually conquers these things on our behalf. It's just a matter of where our feet are. Where are we positioned? Where is our mind at? What does our mind believe? Right? We have to know who we are and what is available to us. That the kingdom realm of God is our inheritance. These things, the joy, peace, all these things that is listed here. And in the Passion Translation, it is not listed in the way that my mind has it memorized. <laughs> That's a completely different translation. But I like the way that this is listed. It's 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 actually very it's it feels achievable attainable for me the way that that, that he has it i'm going to read it again joy that overflows peace that subdues patience that endures right so there's a realm of patience that we can live within to endure those hardships right where we can look beyond them because then it says faith that prevails wow so we have hardships that come against us difficulties that come against us circumstances that come against us but those things are that low level stuff that we're supposed to be living above, right? To be able to reach into the unseen realm, lay hold of the faith that prevails, right? That is where the promise is found, is in that faith that prevails. So you have something coming against you right now, whatever it may be. Maybe you have a sickness. Maybe you're having... Um, relationship issues. I don't know what your deal is, but you can reach into that faith realm and lay hold of the promise that prevails over that thing or the peace that subdues, right? You guys, we have it so made. We just don't know. Um, patient said endures kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart and strength of spirit. That is Absolutely amazing. Never set the law above these qualities for they are meant to be limitless. Keep in mind that we who belong to Jesus, the anointed one, have already experienced crucifixion for everything connected with our self-life was put to death on the cross and crucified with Messiah. We must live in the Holy Spirit and follow after him. So may we never be arrogant or look down on another for each of us is an original we must forsake all jealousy that diminishes the value of others 
You guys, that's really important for us to remember that we must forsake all jealousy that diminishes the value of others. When, when we are listening to our circumstances, our earthly circumstances, the things of the realm beneath us, we immediately find reasons to diminish one another. It is the natural byproduct of the earth realm is for us to um, jostle for position. So your your current circumstances may have your eyes fixated on that and, and think, well, why isn't anybody helping me? Right? Well, I don't have any of that. I don't have this. They've got that. They've got plenty of this. They've got this going on. You know what I'm saying? But when we rise above that and we live within that spirit realm, in that kingdom realm, where Holy Spirit is dominating and giving, giving, giving. This is, listen, that the heaven, the kingdom of heaven, that realm that we, we are invited to live within, it is limitless. All of these things are limitless. So if you are without right now, it's because you're living in the wrong realm. So we are talking about how do we war against the things that are coming against us? Well, first things first, where are your feet right now? Where are you positioned right now? Are you looking all around you and judging based on what your eyes can see? Listen, your eyes are not really that great at judging what's available to you. If you have not trained your mind to live in the realm above, in the kingdom realm, then your eyes are not actually benefiting you because all you're going to do is be looking around you and judging your life based on what's surrounding you. We can't, we can't continue to live there. So where are your feet right now? Tell me in the comments, where are your feet? Let's have an honest moment. Where are your feet right now? I'll be honest with you. My family has very little right now and it's Christmas time. And we keep making this comment. Christmas is on Jesus this year. <laughs> and part of it is kind of like this silly thing that we started saying, but that is the reality. It's like, Christmas is on Jesus this year. My husband had a wreck the beginning of November and has been out of work. And I, you know, I, it's on Jesus. But the truth is, is that who he is to me is provider. He says, he promises. He says that he even dresses the flowers of the field. He says, I keep my eye on the sparrow. If God is keeping his eye on something, what do we think that means? I'm making sure that the sparrow has everything that it needs. Same is true of me. He's keeping his eye on me. I may not know it because my feet aren't positioned correctly. So in our circumstances, we must war from the space of what is available within Holy Spirit's realm, within the kingdom realm, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, something in self-control. I lost one. But you can read over that list in Galatians. Those are the realms that are available to us. And when we're living within that, we have no doubt that his eye is on us, that he is caring for us as he cares for the flowers of the field. 
when was the last time you looked at a flower and said, mm, well, that's kind of ugly. You could do better. No, you don't. You look at flowers and you're like, oh my gosh, these flowers are so beautiful. Look at all the different colors and, and the veining that's in them. Maybe there's variations within each different type of flower that, that you're so taken with and you can see the creativity of God in it. And the fact that they are even standing is kind of miraculous because yeah, maybe somebody watered it, but it takes like God's creativity to keep it standing and alive to make sure that the sun is shining down on it. I mean, like there are so many things that go into a flower standing that we just don't even take into account. You've been provided for. So first things first, we have to know where we are. Okay. One foot in heaven, one on earth. I'm straddling and it's not doing much good for me to be honest. <laughs> There's a there's an authentic statement. Thank you, Lisa. That's really good. So the next question is going to be like, what are you going to do about it, right? And and so and the question on on your heart could be like, how how do I do this? Well, the thing is, is like we have we have created um, a, a comfort out of our own offenses. We we love to be offended. I, I, this was actually a statement that I threw out on something that I was watching last week where I was like, um, we're addicted to offense, right? So part of us likes to be offended. There is, there's a, a portion of us that has been trained by offense and we like to be offended. We love to, um, we love the offense that comes from the difficulties, right? So we need to give that up first and foremost, right? We, we need to, to um, get over wanting to be offended by our circumstances, right? We like to jostle for position. We love the, we love the comparison game and that is birthed out of offense. So, um, and there was a part in here that I thought was so interesting. Where was it? It was talking about, um, let's read this first part again. Uh, as you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cra cravings of your self life. That's what it's talking about is like there are cravings within us. Same, it means the same thing cravings or addiction. We are addicted to offense. We crave offense. That's from that self life, right? Um, for your self-life craves the things that offend the Holy Spirit and hinder him from living free within you. And the Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder your old self-life from dominating you. So then the two incompatible and conflicting forces within you are your self-life of the flesh and the new creation life of the spirit. But when you are brought into the full freedom of the spirit of grace, you will no longer be living under the domination of the law, but soaring above it. I know I read that really fast, but I, we've already gone over it. So I wanted to just quickly breeze through it again and realize that it is our self-life that craves those lesser things. So we first need to say, Holy Spirit, whatever is um, holding me back from experiencing all that you have for me, help me sever those ties, right? There are things that tether us to the earth realm, where the, the craving for offense exists and we need to be free from that, to be able to live within those realms that Holy Spirit offers us that, that allow us 
to, because what did it say? But when you are brought into the full freedom, the spirit of grace, you will no longer be living under the domination of the law, but soaring above it. That's where we want to be, soaring above it. So we just need to ask. And you guys, this is far easier than our mind wants us to believe that it is. Because again, our mind is riddled with offense and we have to give that up first. Offense wants us to believe that this has to be difficult because we kind of like difficulties. Can we just be honest about that? We're, we're kind of taken with offense. We kind of love the way that it feels. It has become a comfort blanket for us. It's a security blanket. Offenses, that's gross. It is gross, right? When we say it like that, it's gross. Offense is a security blanket. But that's that's what's true. It's what's true of us. Every Every motivation where we are grasping at something comes from the spirit of offense. And that's certainly not how we're going to war with this because offense will not serve you. It will only hold you hostage. So right now, I just want you to hold your hands out and I want you to think of the things that you're possibly offended right now. And I want you to dump them into your hands. Like just dump it, dump it out from your heart into your hands. We're just clearing space. We're just clearing space. We're just going to be like, because Jesus says, come to me, those who are heavy laden and I will give you rest. What does he mean by that? He's like, offload all the things that are weighing you down because I want to give you rest. Where's rest at? Within that kingdom realm where love, joy, peace, patience, and all the other things exist. Right? He says, come to me. I'll give you real rest. So we're going to do it right now. Are you doing it? Let's empty the contents of our heart out into our hands. The things that offend us. We're just, we're just emptying out into your hands. I'm hoping that you're feeling like your hands are getting weighty. We can feel these things, you guys. Really, like, just tune in. Tune into what's going on all around you right now. Just emptying the contents of our heart into our hands. Just going to take the time. Everything that offends you, just pile it in. There's room. There's room. And then I just want you to say, Holy Spirit, I don't need this anymore. I don't need this anymore. Are you doing it? Give me a thumbs up if you are. And I'm praying right now that you would begin to feel the peace of God surrounding you. For me, Peace feels floaty, makes me feel like I'm light and airy. Are you feeling floaty? Are you feeling peace? Peace that subdues? So this is how we're going to begin to know what the presence of God feels like, is by encountering him inviting him in. And, and this is what I will also say is that you're not going to want to. Anybody ever had that experience where you feel this like invitation to, to enter in, to press past whatever it is that stands before you? I'll tell you my very real experience on my way down here. I was running behind this morning and I was very caught up in the rush 
I need to get this done. I need to get that done. I mean, you know, having to boil water before you do things is an extra added step that I wasn't really prepared for. But goodness gracious, we have water. And I'm thankful for that. But anyway, my very real experience was rushing. I was rushing. I was caught up in the rush of needing to be somewhere. And once I got into the car and started driving, I really felt just the father just pulling on me and going like, hey, 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 I, I want to spend these next seven minutes with you. And my mind was like, I'm in a rush. I'm in a rush. And all it took was me to begin to have a conversation with him. And peace began to subdue. Peace entered into the car. And all of a sudden, my mind expanded beyond the rush. We have to know. We have to know what God's presence feels like. We have to know when he's moving in with an invitation. Hey, you're not really in a great place right now. Because he knows. He knows me better than I know me. So, who, like, I don't know what was going to be beyond that rush, that that being in that busy place in my mind, but he knew. And he's like, hey, I'm going to need you to like come out of that, give that up and come up here. Right. You have to know what his presence feels like. Is anybody feeling peace right now? Maybe you're feeling the joy. How, how do you feel the joy that overflows? Do you know? <sighs> Celebration settles disputes. I've been saying this for years now. Celebration settles disputes. So if you're feeling angsty towards someone, begin to celebrate them, right? That's that joy that overflows. Here, I'm extending an invitation for you. See, we get invitations from everywhere. We get an invitation to be offended, or we get an invitation from God to enter in, or we get invitations from one another. And it's the same response. If somebody, if I was in a really bad mood and somebody walked in here right now and they invited me, into their space, which could be whatever, you know, maybe they're in a space of celebration. Since we're talking about that, let's go there. Maybe they're really joyful and I could be agitated by their joy because of where I am mentally. So it's the same response, the same way that I respond to God and be like, okay, overtake me. Let's do this. I could respond the same way to the invitation of the person that's before me. And go, you know what? What you've got is better than where I'm at right now. So let's do this. I need to give up offense, right? Because that's what's going to happen. That person is going to provoke me, right? And I have two ways of responding. Join them or be offended with them. What are you going to do? So this is my invitation to you right now is celebration settles disputes. Are you going to give way to joy that overflows? Let's practice that. We just practice peace because we handed over all of the offensive things that are in our life. Now we're going to, we're going to accept the invitation for joy to overflow in our life. And we're going to do it by celebrating something. So what is the thing that is annoying you right now? Maybe there's a person attached to it. Let's just say there is, let's just say there's a circumstance. I think we all have people issues and let's begin to celebrate them. What are the things that are really awesome about them? No, really, like go there. Allow yourself to celebrate them. 
Maybe you're comparing something that somebody has that you don't. Begin to celebrate them. I promise you that your celebration, your, your, your ability to enter into joy that overflows is going to settle that dispute in your mind. Are you doing it? If you're doing it, I'm going to need a laughing face. And tell me what you're, tell me what you're celebrating. Cause that's fun. Anybody participating? I love interaction. You know that, you know, that's true. Okay. The last thing that, um, that I really want to touch on is the, the faith component, faith that prevails. So whatever it is that, that you're up against right now, I want you to ask Holy Spirit, what is the promise attached to it? Yes, Lisa. I know there's like a 10 second delay. Um, I want you to ask, um, what is it that, that, what's the promise attached to that thing? See, anytime that there is a, a hardship that, that is coming against us, anytime that there are unfortunate circumstances that are surrounding us, there's a promise that is attached to it. And we have to just get to the bottom of it and, and be willing. Listen, again, we have to move around a fence because our circumstances are going to offend us. And if we're still addicted to offense, we're going to settle there. And I don't want you to. So I want you to ask Holy Spirit, what is the promise that is attached to this? So we can, we can talk about my situation this morning where I was in a rush. God doesn't want me in a rush, right? He wants me to lay hold of everything that he has for me today, right? So here's the continued story to that. It was only a seven minute drive, you guys, but I'm telling you seven minutes with God feels like seven years sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And he began to show me all kinds of things that were going on all around me. And honestly, this is going to be sound very bizarre, but it was like everything that was before me as I was driving just began to like take on a completely different appearance. And I suddenly knew that there were gigantic angels standing guard all around me and, and seeing, oh my gosh, it, I was seeing the, the word, the words of God holding everything together. I can't even explain it. I don't even have words, but that was the promise on my day, right? It was like, I was in a rush. And God was like, I don't really want you in that space. And so as I began to enter into his invitation for me, all kinds of things started happening. Joy broke through, peace came in. And all of a sudden I was seeing this, this promise that was beyond. Listen, if I hadn't have been in a rush, I'm not sure that I would actually have encountered this huge promise that he had for me. So ask him, what's the promise attached to these less than circumstances that are all around me. And that's what he's talking about when he says faith that prevails. We reach into the unseen realm, lay hold of something that's ours anyway. I had somebody speak a prophetic word over me one time. And he said, um, I, I, 
I see this, this Christmas morning scene and um, God keeps giving you gifts and you keep wrapping them up and putting them back under the tree. <laughs> and it was really true. It was a very, it was a good word <laughs> for my life at the time because that was what was happening. I didn't realize it until they spoke about that. That's actually what I was doing is like everything that he was giving me. I was kind of like just rewrapping it and putting it back under the tree thinking like, I don't know how to use this. I don't know, you know, why I need this kind of thing. I, I just, you know, it was a space of immaturity, but um, I, what, I, what I'm seeing from that, God was reminding me of that picture to, to be able to tell you that there are so many gifts in the unseen realm that he has prepared for you. There are stacked underneath this ginormous tree. If we want to talk in Christmas terms, ready for you to lay hold of. There are promises attached to everything that, um, that, that, that is prepared for your life. And we just have to reach into the unseen realm and lay hold of it because it is the faith that prevails over anything that is attempting to come against you. Does that make sense? Well, I hope that's good for you. I want to read this last part again just the end of chapter five of Galatians. Never set the law above these qualities for they are meant to be limitless. I hope that's blowing your mind. All of these things are meant to be limitless. You will not come to an end. So you do not have to worry about there not being enough, right? There's going to be more than enough because it's limitless. Keep in mind that we who belong to Jesus, the anointed one, have already experienced crucifixion why is he saying that, that we've already experienced crucifixion? Because the victory was won at the cross. You are already more than conquerors, right? The, the battle has already been won. We did it. We were already victorious. You know, that's why he's telling us that. For everything connected with our self-life, was put to death on the cross and crucified with Messiah. See, for us to actually engage with the self-life is engaging with death itself. All of those things, those lesser things, those sinful things, they were already conquered at the cross. When, when Jesus brought us all into himself and died our death, we were there. So we're already conquerors. We're, we're already standing victorious. When we dabble in those lesser things, we're dabbling with death. And death was what was conquered. Sin and death conquered. Okay? We must live in the Holy Spirit and follow after him. So may we never be arrogant or look down on one another, for each of us is an original. We must forsake all jealousy that diminishes the value of others. So wherever you're at right now, I just want you to give that up. Let's just give that up. We cannot. When we look at one another, we need to look at each other through the eyes of victory. Okay? We are already victorious. We need to remind one another of our victory in Christ. Okay? Our job is to actually look at the circumstances surrounding one another and remind each other of the victory. I want to be that reminder. When I walk into your circumstances, I want to put your atmosphere on notice because of the victory that I'm already walking in, because I'm already walking in the kingdom realm. I'm already um, walking in 
love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control, all the other things. I'm saturated in these things. I'm already living in the limitless. Can that be said of you? Are you up for the challenge? Are you up for the challenge? If you're up for the challenge, tell me in the comments. Because one, you need to be accountable to your word. Tell God, I am up for the challenge. I want to live in the limitless realm. I want to live as a victorious person already. I want to live in the victory of the cross. If that's you, say, I'm in. I want the limitless. And I want to pray for us. So as you're wrapping your mind around what you want to say, what you want your response to be, do you want to be the one who walks in the limitless? I'm up for the challenge I'm in. Yes, Lisa. Ah, yes, of course you do, Vince. I'm taking Ella's amen as agreement. <laughs> yes, Tiffany. Of course you want the limitless. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Yes, 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 Ella. Oh, gosh, Ella. I can't wait until someday we meet face to face. Cause that's just going to be fun. Oh my gosh. Hey guys, I, I want, I want, I want to use your imagination really quick. Imagine what it would be like. Yes, mama. That's my mom. Limitless water. Yes. We'll pray for the water here in a second. Um, can you imagine the collision that will happen when we are all walking in the limitless. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. That's a crazy thought. Unfortunately, right now in, in a gathering, there's typically two to three people that are living in a portion of the limitless at any given time. We don't actually prepare ourselves to walk into a space. But what if we did? What if we were all like just charged up and we walked in, in that limitless. And there was just this collision of what limitless looks like in me and what limitless looks like in you. Oh my gosh. That's exciting. That excites me. Okay. We're all in. We're all in. So um, here we go. We're just going to let Holy Spirit, I just thank you. I thank you for the agreement of all of the people that are on here, that they're saying yes to walking in the limitless, that they are forsaking the spirit of offense and severing those ties forever, and that you will cause us to be on guard against the spirit of offense so that we can soar above in the space of the kingdom realm where, where, oh, we're just going to read over this in our prayer, where there's joy that overflows, where there's peace that subdues, where there's patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart and strength of spirit. And we thank you that all of these things we have limitless access to. 
And I just thank you that you are inviting us into the space of limitless, where there is no law against these things, where we can stand our ground so powerfully in this space. Spirit of fence, we say no to you. Just tell spirit of fence, no, no more. It's that easy. Guys, it's that easy to stand our ground. It really is. That That is our warfare. Our warfare is saying yes to the invitation and standing our ground and saying, no, spirit of offense, I'm not playing your game anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. I'm not going to dabble in the lesser things. I'm going to be up here in the limitless. Tiffany, if you're having a water issue, you need to tell your house that it's functioning under the limitless. You know, it says faith that prevails. Reach into the limitless unseen realm and lay hold of the water that you need. The supply is there. You guys, the supply is there. If you need provision in some area of your life, reach into that faith realm and lay hold of the faith that prevails over everything. He already has a plan in motion. There's already a promise concerning everything. We just have to get over our fence to be able to see it. I want you to pray over your eyes right now. Just lay hands on your eyes right now. And I want you to thank Jesus that your eyes see what his eyes see. Holy Spirit, thank you that my eyes see what you see. That they do not judge based on what they see, but they judge based on what the Spirit of God tells me. Yes, Oh my gosh, that right there takes us into this space of limitless. When you give full reign to Holy Spirit over your life, there is nothing to do but soar. Do not judge based on what your eyes alone see. Let the Spirit of God inform your sight. Do you remember the story about, is it, was it Elijah or Elisha? I think it was Elisha who had the servant that prayed that said, open your eyes that you may see. And the moment that he prayed that, he immediately saw that he was surrounded by an angelic force and there was no way that they were going to lose the battle. Open your eyes so that you might see. Listen. If Moses can bring about water by striking a rock, God already has the answer for your water situation. That's fun. That brings me joy that overflows. Just considering that. Okay, so here's the deal, guys. Junction City, where we live, is out of water. Our water is shut down right now because we lost all power due to... I don't even know if there was actually a tornado, but we had like 92 mile per hour winds on Wednesday and we have no water. And um, I personally have water because I live in a different part of the area, but um, uh, all of Junction City has no water. So if you guys would just go to battle with us here in Junction City, that we would find that limitless supply that they would quickly find the the issues and be able to resolve them today today like let's put a time limit on it like thank you jesus that this is going to be resolved by noon today 
Yeah. And, and begin to thank Jesus for the water that we do have. Thank you, Jesus, for the warmth of our homes. Listen, my daughter lives in Manhattan and hasn't had, hasn't had power for 48 hours now. She's freezing. She could do something about it. But listen, <laughs> just begin to thank Jesus for the things that you do have. And this is how we stand our ground. This is our warfare. Our warfare looks like standing our ground and saying, thank you for the limitless. We praise him. We worship him. That's what our warfare looks like. Keeping our eyes fixed on him, not on all the things around us. Okay. I hope that that has charged your spirit up and that you're ready to go and that you're, you're just like super excited to walk in that limitless space that is already yours. And that gets me excited because honestly, it puts a demand on your life. And now I have an expectancy for the next time we share space. Mm. Here we go, people. Things are about to get wild. Hey, I love you. Mm. You know, Patricia King used to, and I haven't watched her in years, but she used to sign, sign off on all of her things saying, I love you with the everlasting love of the Father. And that meant something to me. And so I want to say that to you. I love you with the everlasting love of the Father. Be blessed, guys. Have a beautiful weekend and stay warm. Love you.